This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. Uh, I got Jake Ellenberger here again uh, as yes. my guest host. This is Adam Hunter. We got a great guest. We got great guests coming on. We have the Hurricane Connor Hune, as well as the beautiful Jessica I. So I'm looking forward to the show, and thank you for joining us. Hello. Hey, Connor Hune. Hello. Hello. Hey, is this the Hurricane? Hey, what up, buddy? What's up, man? I'm here with uh, Jake Ellenberger. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. Nice. How you doing, Jake? I'm good, man. How about you? Good, good. I, t- I told you once I made it big, I, I, I wouldn't forget about you, man. You know that, right? <laughs> is, is, have you made it big? No, not yet. But <laughs> when I do, I promise I won't forget about you. Now, uh, now, now Connor... All right. Good looking out. Now, Connor, one of these guys, Connor... Uh, uh, he was my wrestling coach. Uh, we coached middle school wrestling together. Uh, you're, you're, you're one of the best dudes I know. Uh, you're one of the best friends I have. Uh, you were a, a, you're a professional fighter in strike force, and you retired about a year ago. You needed double hip surgery, correct? Yep. Uh, how's it going since then? What's going on with you? Going good, man. I'm, uh, you know, I work now as a personal trainer at uh, 24 Hour Fitness, and uh, I've been coaching uh, MMA at a small gym here in Boulder, Colorado. I've actually, I'm just linking up with uh, 10 Planet Boulder. I'm gonna be over there in the new year, and uh, you know, just teaching that, uh, teaching that rubber guard. In my opinion, the only guard for MMA, and uh, you know, chasing the dream. Now. Do you, now you're one of these guys that you were you were so now you you had some epic wars with uh, Grigel and, and with KJ Nunes, uh, you know. Do you think um, now I know a lot of those fights you you were you were hurt for, correct? Uh, I, I wasn't hurt for the Nunes fight. Uh, for the Grigel, uh, I mean, do you think do you kind of wish that maybe you you weren't hurt before that fight? Well, of course, man. <laughs> I wish I won all the fights that I lost. Um, you know, but but it is what it is, man. We uh, we just grow from uh, you know the adversity that we face in our life. You know, I think people are a lot like diamonds. The more pressure they're under, the more hardship they have. The brighter they shine. Right. That's true. That's that's a good that's a good quote. You've also banged a lot of crazy girls. Um, I remember. <laughs> I do remember. I, I, I remember actually that one of the first coaches, uh, one first time, you always had these girlfriends that were uh, that were like either fighters or they were models or they were uh, complete cokeheads. Uh, do you think maybe that that was a, a distraction? Some of the crazy women that you've dated. You know, I think it, I think it was a benefit. It taught me to keep my hands up at all times. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, uh-huh. I mean, you're one of these guys. I remember we, we used to go hiking, me, you, and Hanato. 
uh, Renato, uh, Renato Laranja. Well, we, we used to go hiking together. And, uh, and you, I'd be like, hey, how was your weekend? And you'd be like, oh, I went to a swinger party and, and banged four chicks. <laughs> You're talking about Renato? No, you. I'm talking about you. <laughs> What's the question? Uh, there's no question. I just wanted to remind you of, uh, of those good times. I, like, miss you, man. Those are some of the best times. Coming to your wrestling class, and, and then, you, 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 you know, remember you had herpes on your face, and then and you say, hey, man, if, if you don't have herpes, you haven't gone through some wars, you know? And I, I just... I just <laughs> I, I just missed some of those some of those those memories. Remember when you told me that you you went on Craigslist and you had two hookers come next door and then laughed at like your neighbor who got two hookers while you laughed through the window. Well, you got to check them out, right? Yeah, exactly. That's a good that, 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 that's a good point. You've also ro- I mean, who's the, you also rolled with some of the, some of the you rolled with Jake Shields, you, you rolled with Uriah, you, you rolled with Herschel Walker. Uh, who are some of the best guys that, that you you've uh, trained with? Um, you know, Shield, since you mentioned his name, he definitely stands out. I mean, uh, you know, I never really believed in the high crotch for MMA, but, uh, after watching, you know, his fight with Dan Anderson, where he took him down, you know, over and over again with that, with that head out single, uh, you know, Shield, I mean, Shield is a monster. He, he absolutely, he destroyed me when we rolled together. You know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't finish the takedown if he wasn't going to land in side control. You know, he'd be in deep on a shot and I'd be trying to jump and pull hard and, and he'd sort of back out and, and would only finish the side control, you know, which, which, uh, you know, sort of, uh, made an impression on me at the time. You know, but yeah, I, I mean, being a legend, we had a lot of high-level guys come in to train with Eddie, and uh, you know, so I got to roll with with a bunch of people. You know, probably the first high-level guy I ever got to go with was uh, Carl Parisian way back in the day when we were still over at the Bomb Squad before Legends was even around, and uh, you know, just having a chance. And that was, you know, that was before uh, before all of his issues. You know, uh, that was when he was getting ready to fight. Uh, Matt Hughes for the title uh, before he tore his hamstring or, or whatever it was that he tore. Uh, but I, yeah, I remember shooting a single on on Carl, and he hit me with that Uchimata, and I think I slipped two times before I landed on my ass. And uh, you know, <laughs> being a you know wrestler, wrestled on the uh, collegiate level, you know, on the world level, I'd never uh, I'd never been thrown like that before. So that was you know that sort of stands out to me. Wow, that's that, that's great. You also uh, roll with a uh, favor too, right? Yeah, we did. You know, we just did. Uh, we just did some takedowns uh, at, at Legends. You know, just a little bit of wrestling. I was really impressed by his head snap. You know, reaching up one handed, the the amount of pressure that he could apply with just uh, you know a simple head snap, which <laughs> sort of blew me away. He's definitely an athlete. And I, I remember Connor. And I gotta say, like hanging out with you sober. Uh, when you were sober, was one of the. It's probably the most fun I've, I've had in LA. Hanging out with you drunk was probably the most miserable experience of my life. Um, I, I remember you coming to a couple of my comedy shows and getting drunk and heckling me, my own friend. Yeah. And uh, having to drive I, you. I wasn't heckling you, bro. I was just answering the questions that you were asking on stage. They were rhetorical. I didn't understand questions. that they were rhetorical. You were looking at me. I thought you were talking to me. Yeah, that was that was a crazy experience, and also uh, the time I brought you to a um, it was a lower level MMA fight, and you got drunk and stole a beer from a guy with one arm. Uh, that was probably 
one of the most uh, miserable experiences of my life, too. The guy had a hook, wow. and then he put his hook up to your face. But uh, but well, I did. I guess- I guess I can just say I'm happy you lived such a sheltered life that me uh, getting drunk in an MMA fight is the worst thing that ever happened. <laughs> That's a good point. But coaching with you was great. Although I got to say, one time me and Connor were coaching middle school kids, and one kid's like, hey, Connor, look at me. And he goes, quit being a retard. And I was like, uh, you can't tell 10-year-olds to quit being uh, a retard. And you're like, oh, sorry. That, that was, uh, that was uh, but I, I like, do miss you. Now, now what's it like? Because a lot of times people, you know, they, 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 they see you, like, you're, you're in the spotlight, you're fighting in front of all these people, you're, you're in strike force, you've had, you had four fights in strike force and great fights, and now you're retired and living in Colorado. Is it a, is it a big, uh, is, is it a, what, what's, is it a big change? Do you, do you, do you miss the spotlight? Do you miss the competition? Nah, man, I'm, you know, I'm happy. The, you know, the, the only thing that, that's really changed is I don't have the, the rage and anger and stuff that I was dealing with for most of my life growing up. You know, I, I feel like I, I worked through that sort of with a, a combination of MMA and, and really yoga, um, you know, and I was able to, you know, to express that anger and that rage physically in the cage. And then when it got to a point where I wasn't, you know, I didn't have that rage anymore. MMA was never a game to me. It was never a sport. It was never, oh, let me see if I can outpoint this guy. I went in there to, you know, to try and kill people and to, uh, you know, try and get killed myself to just bear it all and, and you know, throw down and, and, you know, unleash that sort of primal self, you know, that inner beast. And then, you know, I'm, I'm a, I turned 35 in February, man, it, you know, and if, if you're not uh, if you're not jumping on that TRT bandwagon, you know, eventually I think you outgrow most of that shit, thankfully. And uh, you know, the only reason I started fighting is because it scared me. You know, I, I was terrified of it. You know, I remember being in high school and having some kid tell me he's gonna whip my ass after class or after school, and and being terrified of that, and you know, throwing up in the middle of Spanish class, like going to the bathroom, getting sick. You know, and I was ranked number one in the state. There was no way that kid should have been able to make me scared. But uh, the fact of the matter is I was scared. And for that last, my last fight, I wasn't scared at all. So that was my, you know, my signal to to, uh, to move on, you know. And so now I'm able to go out and help other people get to that same state, you know, help other people get to that place where they're no longer afraid. And to me, you know, that's one of the, the biggest gifts that, uh, that I've been able to get out of the sport, you know, is the fact that now I can take a kid who's unsure of himself and lacks confidence and that I can give him that confidence and uh, that I can give him the skills to, to go out and be the person that he really is and not be marginalized by, you know, bullies or, or uh, you know, hecklers or whatever the case may be, you know, to be able to to just go out and, and to teach other people, you know, that's what it's about. Like now I'm at a place in my life that I'm, you know, that, that really nothing scares me, or at least nothing physically. Speaking and, of, speaking uh, of the, by know, the way, I mean, Rob, speaking of the, the, uh, the uh, TRT, I know that you told me a lot of fighters that you knew were, 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 uh, were doing that. Uh, Jake, would you like to weigh in? What do you guys, as fighters, who, uh, what do you guys think of the whole TRT thing? Hmm. You know, that's a, there's, there's always that line where if, if it, I feel like if it's, if it's like your, you know, your health's on the line, if it's something that's going to help your health and in your, your, you know, your quality of life, sure. But I think 
a lot of people are really starting to push the edge there in at least, you know, and I'm not going to say any names because I really don't know for sure, but you can tell obviously some people will take advantage of that and in, in recovering and, and they're going to ride that wave and, and, you know, until they get caught or, or possibly, uh, you know, fail. Connor, what about you? You know, to me, uh, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's a cop out. I think it's, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, when you get old, you no longer, you know, have the, have the body or the, the hormones of a 20 year old, but you also have 15 years of experience. You know, people talk about old man strength. What old man strength is, is a technical knowledge of the positions that you're in and how to stabilize yourself in those positions and how to use minimal energy and all that comes from experience thing is that you, as your experience goes up, your testosterone goes down, and it's a nice balance. And if you're able to take somebody who's got, you know, me, I've got, you know, coming up on, on 30 years of, of uh, combat sports competition experience. You know, I started my first match when I was uh, four or five. <clears throat> and if I could now take all that experience and go back and have the, you know, the, the hormones in the body of a 20-year-old, you know, to me, that's not fair. You know, then, you know, yeah, you know, do what you want to do. I'm out of the sport. I don't really give a <laughs> people around if they want to fight me. Um, you know. No, I think I think it is bullshit. I I have to say I I understand. I think a lot of fighters have the. I, I I've actually spoken to pro fighters who who are doing very well. Who are like, yo, I've made no money for twelve, thirteen years building the sport. It's not fair that these twenty-two year olds are making the money. So mm-hmm. I should be able to take the TRT now to compete with them. But that's every profession. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's comedy. Those are, that's, those are whiny bitches, if you ask me, man. You know, take what you're given and, and do the best with it. That's what it's about, man. You know, look at f-ing Nick Newell. Guy's got one arm and he's undefeated. You tell me you need to take testosterone? Shut the f*** up. <laughs> yeah, but I, 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 the other thing about Nick Newell, though, I have to admit, you can't you can't really train for that to defend that guillotine because that that thing is the tightest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And how do you get a guy with one arm to prepare for that guy? Not that he shouldn't be allowed. I understand. Obviously, I'm a big Nick Newell fan. But that's I, I was like, holy! Sh-. I, as I, the guy fighting him, I was like, how is he going to train for this? How do you train for a guy with one arm? I mean, that's don't stay at stay at striking range. Yeah. So how's uh so are you uh, I I I know Connor do you have a, a girlfriend now or are you uh, single What's the deal? I got a I got a girlfriend. Oh nice. Is she is she is she normal or is she? <laughs> yeah, is as normal as I've ever dated. That's for sure. Oh God, that means no. I now Connor actually <laughs> was living on he was living on Greg Jackson's ranch for four months, which is no, crazy. Cowboys Ranch. Cowboys Ranch. <clears throat> Cowboys Ranch with his girlfriend. You took your girlfriend to Cowboys Ranch. What was that like? <laughs> uh, uh, that was uh, an interesting experience. <laughs> I don't even know, man. That was uh, an interesting time in my life, that's for sure. It was, you know, it was great to be able to get up there and, and uh, test myself against the best guys. Every day, you know, when I was at uh, at Jackson's, I used to I used to throw up my breakfast walking across the uh, the parking lot to go to sparring, uh, you know, two or three times a week, just out of nerves, you know, and and probably two or three months into that experience, you know, that last and I and I realized that I could, you know, I could go with the best in the world on any given day, and you know that, you know, for me that that's what that experience in New Mexico was about was just about convincing myself where I stood, you know, amongst the pack. 
I have to say, Connor, and I, you know, I know you're gonna get mad at me for saying this, and no disrespect, and you know, you know, I love you. I really think that fight after you spent on Greg Jackson's ranch or on, on, on Cowboy's ranch, you're not, with Almeida, right? That was the best. Yeah. That was the best you've ever looked. And I think that you could have taken almost anybody in, at in, in, in like your division after that. I think you should have stayed there, man. Sure. Yeah, that would have, you know. <laughs> Hindsight's twenty twenty, my friend. I mean, the bottom line is going into uh, going into my fight, you know, going into that last fight, uh, you know, my body was just was falling apart, you know. It, it was also a money thing, right? What do you mean? Like, was it expensive to, to put yourself up in that camp and kind of... No, no, no. I, I, Cowboy, you know, I was staying up there. He wasn't, he wasn't charging me rent, you know. No, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a money thing at all. It was much more expensive to, to live in Hollywood than it is to live in, uh, in New Mexico. You know, I came back because I wanted to work towards my black belt with, uh, Eddie. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I got, uh, I basically, I broke my arm in that fight with Almeida. And then when I was, uh, home in, in Colorado doing rehab, uh, for that arm, Cowboy moved his uh, striking coach, uh, Valley Flow, uh, into what was, you know, at the time, what was in my room. So I didn't really have a, a place to stay there anymore. So uh, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't that I left by choice. It was that my room was gone. So I went and picked up my stuff and, and moved back to L.A. Now, didn't you tell me that, but like the first day of that camp, uh, you had gotten the crap beaten out of you. But by the end of the camp, you, had, you were beating John Jones? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm just trying to make. I, I I said I said that I got you know first first day of wrestling practice at, at Jackson's I got taken down more times in one you know session than I'd been taken down probably in the previous five years. Um, you know that's that's when I knew I was at the right spot. But the thing with that is when you're going with high level guys like that, you get your timing on point. You know, and and two months later, you know, I was uh, I was giving everybody there a run. You know. Right, but you did spar with Jones, right? I did. Yep. Well, now, what, what was that like? Um, hard to get in. That guy's got a long, uh, long reach. Oh well, thanks for the description. All right, um, <laughs> thanks for being so. I mean, come on, it's like fucking. You spar with the best epic. fighter I was in the fighting world. A god. I was, I was overwhelmed by just his, his aura. You know, <laughs> he, he. It was like. I don't know, Vader or something before he even got out there. I felt my lungs closing up and then he seemed a spinning back elbow. And, and next thing I know, I was just sitting on the sidelines with my water bottle. I can never tell you, bro. <laughs> all right. This is bullshit. All right, I like the first. All right. <laughs> well, Connor, thanks for calling into the show, man. You know, I'm, I'm always a fan and a friend. Uh, you've always been one of my best friends, man. And I, I, I do miss you. I have, I have, I have nobody in LA more miserable than me. And, uh, it's, well, you should, uh, I'm not miserable anymore, but you should come back to Colorado because <laughs> I still get into, uh, the Nitro Club for free. Oh, last time I was in Colorado, and, uh, Connor, Connor won his fight, but got his jaw wired and he took me to a, a strip club and he's out there and he's telling me about his fight and he's spitting on me the whole entire time because he can't talk because he can't open his mouth and he's making it rain with a bunch of Colorado strippers. That was, that was, that was, that was, that was fun. Uh, that was actually a really that was, time. that was a win bonus well spent. Yeah, that was your entire win <laughs> bonus. Went to dollar bills and Colorado strippers. Mm, well, 
Well, well, thanks, man. But it pays dividends because I figure, you know, they waive the $15 cover charge yeah. every time since then. That was about five years ago. I figured I'd go three times a week. <laughs> I think, you know, I get a pretty good return on my investment. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Well, dude, keep up, keep up the good work. I'm glad things are going well for you. And uh, I will talk to you soon, brother. Hell yeah. See you guys later. Keep it up. Take care. Well, that was, Con- that was Connor Hewn. Nice guy, huh? Yeah, real nice guy. He's been through a lot of shit. Yeah, sounds yeah. like it. You know, training at, at Donald Cerrone and uh, his, that, that, that whole farm. It's got to be crazy, you know. For sure. I mean, you, just even that whole camp, you know, training with, with – and really kind of jumping into that, you know. It's like, man, you're, you're, you're training with some of the best guys in the world and, and you sink or swim, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. That's it right there. Connor, Connor's funny. Me and Connor one time, uh, we were going hiking and there was this porn star <clears throat> that I was trying to pick up. And I was uh, – uh, we were hiking with her, and I invited like three porn stars. Me, it was hmm. me, Hanato, and Connor, and three porn stars. And I go to one girl, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm like, you know, we should go out. And then she's like, you have too bad of, re- of a reputation. Like, and then Connor was laughing that the porn star said my reputation was too bad. <laughs> That's when I knew maybe it was time to reevaluate some things in my life. But, uh, <laughs> but reevaluate. Yeah, but, but Connor's a good dude. He's one of these dudes that like, uh, you know. Some, there are certain friends that, like, when they, I feel like I was living vicariously through him, you know, because mm-hmm. he was like, uh, you know, just, he was a good athlete, a wrestling partner, and I, I, uh, it's, it's, some, it's always interesting sometimes what happens afterwards to these guys, you know? Yeah. And sometimes, some guys, like you said before, off, off the air, that some guys can't miss, they miss the spotlight so much, mm-hmm. they fight way past their, their, their time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm kind of happy for Connor that he got out when he did. Didn't take too much brain damage. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a college degree at Ithaca, which is a good school. And, uh, yeah. you know, he's working at a gym and open up MMA thing. That's what he should be doing, you know? No, for sure. I think he, uh, you know, he, he sounds happy. He sounds like he's doing a good job. And, and uh, you know, that's the biggest thing with, with most fighters is just not having a, a plan or an extra strategy when they're done fighting or, or you know, or they, they're, they're too living in the moment. Like, they, they have to have that spotlight. You know, some people, and everyone, you know, has different motivations and fight for different reasons, but... But how good is that feeling? I mean, like, when you fought in Omaha, Nebraska, mm-hmm. and you're walking out to the octagon, and everybody in Omaha mm-hmm. is there to see you when you fought Diego Sanchez. I yeah. mean, was it just... Were you just the biggest high in the world? Yeah, it was, it was unreal. I mean, it's really... And it's one of those once-in-a-lifetime kind of moments, but... Um, you know, it's it's not it's it's one of those things though. It's like there's there's things that you won't forget about it. But I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm not the most like spotlight driven person. If yeah. You know what I mean? But no, for sure. I, I I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy it. But you're I also one of these do. down low guys where like you said you, you come across very very subtle, very humble. And then I see <laughs> you and you always have like the the bomb ass chick that like I mean your last girlfriend was smoking hot I mean I, she might have been a little crazy but but she was hot you know she's a fighter and a model I'm not gonna name names uh, the girl that you, that you were with at my show the other night was another sm- like I, I've never seen you without a 10 and I'm not just saying that like but you do I mean you do get you're you're a very you're a very uh, your name should be like the the, uh, the, the uh, stealth bomber forget the juggernaut <laughs> because you're one of these unassuming guys you hang out in the corner but then you slay the hottest chick in the room and no one can say shit because uh, they're not gonna like that. come on I don't know about that Adam but and I appreciate the compliment though it's true though I'm not appreciate just saying that I mean there are guys that I see with some ugly chicks and I'm like what the hell are you thinking I wouldn't say it to their face but as soon as they leave the room but but. <laughs> But you're one of those dudes that, like, like your last girlfriend was smoking, this girlfriend smoking, and then there, and you're just one of the, like, 
It's 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 very uh, like you say that you don't like the spotlight. I, you got the key to the city in Omaha. They gave you the key to the city. Now, what did you do with that key? Uh, it's actually it's at my my mom my mom's house. It's on the wall, but I I, I don't know what the key goes to. But it's, <laughs> it was yeah, it was one of those things like whoa. It, I was, you know, I was kind of surprised. But yeah, now, when you go back to Omaha, it's like every farmer's daughter. Just re- like, are they all just like dropping their their pants and you know running away from their cousins or something? What what exactly what exactly happens? Like, do chicks just like is it just wetness? Uh, I mean, could you bang uh, any chick in Omaha right now? I, I mean, I, <laughs> the key to the city. No, it's not. I mean, it's it's not really like that. I don't really. I'm not really near any farms or nothing like that. But um, no, yeah, Omaha. It's 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 grown quite a bit. It's it's quite a city though. It's. I don't, I don't really have a good answer for that right. question. So there's, l- there's little Ellenbergers running around. There's little oh, no. girls with butt chins and, and, and babies <laughs> with butt chins. The, uh, they're little juggernauts. All right, we are going to call Jessica I right now. Uh, Jessica was on our show before. Uh, she made headway because she said she was 100% horny and single. Uh, afterwards, she got inundated with penis pictures of uh, people trying to pick her up. Really? Yes. Um, and uh, she said she's actually scared to go to Brazil right now because they're mostly Brazilian penises. Hmm. But, so we're going to talk about that and uh, some other stuff. I love Jessica. Hello? Hey, is this Jessica I? Hi, how are you? Good, I'm with Jake Ellenberger. Uh, you're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. What's going on, guys? How are you? Hey. Uh, we, we, we were just mentioning you. Uh, uh, Jake, say hello, by the way. How are you? Hi, guys. <laughs> uh, we Sorry, were... actually, sorry. If, if you hear a little bit of noise, I just actually walked into the room to hang out with my dad and bring him his new iPhone here at the hospital. Okay. All right. So, uh, so we're going to change the topic. Uh, we were going to talk about the last time you were on and then get to that. But, um, but you have, are you actually having a fundraiser for your dad, correct? Your dad's sick? Yeah, I am. It's on, it's on GoFundMe.com. You can find it on like my Twitter and on my Facebook and you'll be able to see, you know, the progress of, you know, how my dad's doing and what we've been able to raise so far. Uh, by the way, I'm really sorry about your father. Uh, sorry that happened. Um, uh, I know you guys are super close. Now he has he has, he has cancer, correct? Or yeah, he um he was diagnosed with it's um called glioblastoma, which is a type of brain uh, tumor cancer that they were able to remove the tumor, and you know we're just getting him healed up so he can start his chemo and start the big fight. Damn, really sorry, Jessica. Really, really sorry about that. Uh, well, you know, I'd be sorry for the for the cancer because he's gonna end up beating it. So you should. He's definitely a very strong person, and if you met him, you would understand why I fight so hard. Yes, uh, yes, I do. By the way, you uh, um, do you have any? Uh, do you have a fight coming up, or who do you want to change, not change the topic? But uh, is there any, any anybody you're thinking about fighting coming up soon, or? Anything? Well, you know, hopefully I. Hope- Hopefully, you know, my next fight will be, you know, time sometime in February or March. Um, and, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm really looking at anybody, anybody in the top, you know, top 10, you know. I mean, there's a lot of girls right now. There's that, you know, a couple of the new girls they signed, Alexis Davis. I feel like those will be good fights. I mean, at this point, you know, I'm not really all about calling people out, but I'm ready to fight whoever they send my way. Call people out. That's what makes our podcast fun. We want to hear who you... Who you know you. what I mean? Well, how about this then? You know, I guess I, I guess if I had a choice to fight next, but I think Alexis Davis would be a good fight. 
Alexis Davis. Okay. Yeah, Jacob. Uh, now, don't go spinning my words like you did last time. No, all right. So, don't do that. That's to not. Me. First of all, no, no, that's not what happened. All right, we're we're gonna get to that. I wanted to talk about that and then get to the fundraiser, and then you brought the fundraiser up, and I was like, now I'm kind of scared to, to bring it up. But now, but now that now that because the last thing I I, I want to be is insensitive, and I, I you seem like a really cool person, and and you're beautiful, by the way. You. Thank you. What happened was you said. I said, are you, are you single? And you said, yes. And you go, I know how to take care of myself. So I said, are you horny? And you said, yes, I'm 100%. So then I said, okay, are you 100% horny and single? And you said, absolutely. Okay, that's what that happened. I being facetious and agreeing with you because I didn't think that you were being serious. Oh, oh well, <laughs> I mean, what, how many times when a guy says, are you horny and single? Uh, well, I didn't well, know. I mean, so, so then since then, you've been getting lots of penis pics from people, correct? Or... Yes, weirdos. Tons of them oh, from Brazil, no. too. <laughs> from Brazil? Not that any of them are bad, but I've gotten definitely gotten a lot of weird messages from people after that interview. So, I think everybody was like, datejustguy.com. Might as well just start our own little uh, website. Oh, my God. So... I'm serious. You guys think I'm joking? If I gave you my fan page, like, inbox for a minute and you read it, you guys oh, would I like, believe you. this poor girl being harassed. Okay. Now, uh, have you ever met Jake Ellenberger? No. Oh, because Jake, because Jake is single. I know Jake's single, and he's 100% horny. Oh, my God. So I, I thought maybe we would... We would I apologize for we, that. We would match this up. And he, uh, he, he has sent me some dick pics, just so you know. And, um, that is true. That and, is true. And for some reason, he has a, a Brazilian penis. It's, it's, mm. it's very strange. Hmm. It's very... No, I don't understand, though, because I've never sent a girl a penis pic. I, I just... But I, guys really? are just... Yeah, well, you have? No, I haven't. I was just, I just, it's kind of No, I, 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 well, I, I want to be famous one day. Okay. I don't want to get out there, and okay. I have like a mole next to my penis. It's very recognizable. But, but, um, but, right. but the thing is, is that I don't understand why. So, guys are just, are just sending you penis pics and saying, hey, I'm single too? I mean, how is that? Well, yeah, well, a lot of it is like, it, it seems like they'll be like a picture of themselves, and then it'll be like them being like, oh, yeah, I'm single too, or, are you bored? You know what I mean? And there'll be like wow. multiple messages. Like they'll send them like all night. Like it'll be like, you know, when you check your Facebook and you see the times or like even on like Twitter, you can see the times. Mm. Like people would like send me messages like all night long, like expecting me to reply. And I would just, delete. I'd look through a couple of them because some of them would be kind of funny and the other ones would just be terrible. Uh, so but, yeah, now- I mean, it was, it was crazy. I felt like it was a Craigslist ad. <laughs> I felt like you know, I got put out there like a Craigslist ad. If you guys would have put my phone number, I guarantee you we could have like a little answer machine just listen to everything they said. Uh, no, I honestly, I did feel bad because I did. I just wanted people to listen to the interview, and I didn't expect every MMA you know news thing to uh, all of a sudden it's on the front cover of the Underground. That Dude, you're everybody called me about that. I had like people wow. actually like they were like, I can't believe you were talking like. I was like, what are you talking about? I didn't even say anything. Yeah. Calm down. So are now are you still horny and single, or, or have you have you gotten any dates yet, or what what happened since the interview? Nothing really. I mean, same old, same old. I mean, I'm just taking care of my responsibilities and helping my father, and you know, working working through through everything, kind of personal, you know, personal life. Somebody told me that you were dating Stepe Miocevic. Is that true or? No, he said no, no way. Oh, okay. I, just, I think that people I just, thought that. I think that people just like assume stuff because I'm friends with these guys that like they mm. assume things. Is that happening at the gym a lot? A lot of times you're training with, with a girl well, and, yeah, be- or a guy? Well, yeah, because I'm cool with them. Yeah, because I'm cool with them. And then people assume things. It's, it's that typical of like, oh, yeah, I bet they're banging. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but they're. It's, it's not even like that. Mm. I mean, these guys are literally like my family. I hang out with them all the time. 
they would be there if I needed them. I mean, they're the kind of people that you, you go and hang out with them. You end up, everybody can fall asleep at each other's house and feel comfortable. For sure. You know, and, and I, That's probably why I can't date anybody because I got too many <laughs> men around me. No, I don't want to date them because I don't want to come around all these freaking boys. <laughs> Have you hooked up with anyone at, at, at any of the gyms you've worked at? Um, no. A long time ago, I did date someone that was at our gym, but um, that was a long, long, long time ago. Who was it? I'd rather not say. All right, we're going to guess. Uh, okay, Jim in, in Ohio, right? Uh, Ohio. Yes. Mm. Was it Chris Lytle? No. Mm. Uh, was it Matt Brown? No. Uh, yeah, I don't know many. Derek Brunson? No. Uh, John Dodson? No. Cy- Cyborg? <laughs> no. Cyborg. She left. Cyborg. All right. Have you ever been with a girl or no? No. Oh, that's good. No, that's I not good. Not. I, mean, I, I, prefer, I prefer to just stick with the, the normal, more, you know, normal things in life. Right. What I consider normal, at least. Right. Well, I mean, you you do seem very you do seem very angry. I'm not gonna lie. You definitely seem like a, the kind of, yeah, no, in a, in a fun way. But you're definitely not the kind of girl. It would take a couple dates to get in your pants, correct? I mean, it would take. Well, yeah. I mean, we talked about that before. I mean, you gotta work at it. Yes, that's good. I like that. So what's yeah, the I mean, craziest? I'm definitely, I'm definitely not an angry person by any means. Like that's actually one of like I probably well, I, don't get me wrong. I have a horrible, horribly, horribly high temper whenever it's needed, but I mean, I'm, I'm definitely one of the most positive people that I think you ever come across. That, yeah, right. I, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I just don't, tol- feisty, I just don't tolerate feisty. BS. Feisty. I don't remember. just, tol- I don't tolerate BS. That's good. I, I like it. No nonsense. I like that. What, what were you saying, like Jake? Well, I was going to ask you, what's the craziest thing a guy has said to you? Um, oh my God. Oh my God! Yeah, there was. Um, it was actually last summer. We were all out at this place called Shooters. It's in Cleveland, mm-hmm. and the gentleman said to me, um, "He said hello." And as I turned around, he said to me, "Oh man, you're that you're that extreme confidence type, aren't you?" And then <laughs> he pretty much gave up after that. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was awesome. I mean, he was pretty bombed, but mm-hmm. it was it was so funny nonetheless. Extreme confidence, well, but, but you do have confidence. You're and you're a nice girl, and I, mm-hmm. on, I honestly did feel bad after the interview. I'm not gonna lie. I thought you were mad at me. I had people text no. me. Going, you know, I was like, ah, oh, shit. Like, I there's the no. last thing I wanted you to do was like, be mad because I, yeah, you know, you, you seem like a cool chick. I, I, I'm like rooting for you. You know what I, you know what it was that I was by by any means mad, but it it gets to the point that like I get like I have a I have a big gym and there's a lot of regular members there. There's about a thousand members and those members read everything on me. And so they were just like, it was like that awkward, right after the article came out, they're like, oh, Chess, we've seen the article. And I was like, oh, my God, you guys, please stop making it a big deal. Like, it's not a big deal. that other people would, like, get me like, oh, my God, is there something we need to help you with? Is everything all right? Like, all the women in my gym were, like, super concerned. They're like, I can't believe they would do that. Um, so I think other people kind of had me hyper. Mm-hmm. Does that happen to you, Jake? Do you walk in the gym and girls are... are, are like throwing themselves at you? No, no. I, I always get a lot of people who try to figure me out. They're like, they're, or when I go to some gyms, I'm not going to say which gyms, but people will try to get some dirt on me, you know, like is asking me some of those 
uncomfortable questions, and it's 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 funny. It's entertaining. Are they trying to know if like you're hurt or something, or for like your opponent, or uh, like the, don't you hate when people go, "Hey, are you ready for your fight?" Is that yeah. is, does that annoy you? Well, uh, that is the, that's the, that's the one that everybody always oh, does for to sure. me. That when they will, what they'll do to me is they'll be like, so like, are you ready? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not ready. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Of that's course the, I'm ready. And you'll hear that 20 times. That's the best like, question ever because oh, it's like, am I ready? It doesn't matter if I'm ready. I'm going to fight. You know what I mean? So that's that's always a hilarious question. Well, what question. happens if you said no? No, I'm not ready. And it's yeah. a terrible like, what if someone? What if someone said that? It's funny because... You know what I mean? Like, how would you respond to that person? Yeah, like, oh my it, God, it's it, terrible. Ch- Chael actually has said that. He's like, well, I'm not, but I'm going to fight. Yeah. So, and that's pretty... It's, it's, it's true though because there's always, you know, these different variables things going on in your head whatever it may be but you're gonna fight that's what you do and, and regardless if you're if you're ready or not you're still gonna fight so. right now, now Jess do yeah, you- I mean that's that's what you know it's funny um I did a an interview earlier with someone and they, and they made a comment they're like you know what happens if someone calls about you know them saying like hey we want you to fight January 25th or whatever and um if they were like you know I know you had a lot of things going on with your family and yada 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 and like, do you think you'd be ready to fight? And I said, that's my job. Of course I'd be ready to fight. I mean, just because I didn't go to the gym to this particular day today doesn't mean I forget how to fight. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't go like that. So you can't, it, it was kind of funny to me that people's mind think that like, oh man, Jessica, I'm not in the gym for two days. Man, she's lost everything she's done in the past nine years. And this, that, and I was like, are you crazy? What are you talking about? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Now, do you want to like, fight? Okay, it's like because I don't read one day, the next day I don't know how to read. <laughs> I mean, this doesn't make sense. Now, do you want to fight Sarah Kaufman again or no? No. Why? There's no reason. You know what I mean? Like people ask me. Hello. Sorry, my phone muted oh. you. Oh. Um, no, I wouldn't want to fight her again. I don't. There's no reason to fight her again right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely think no matter what and. The right people will agree. I won that fight. And mm-hmm. if it comes back around after I fought all the other girls, then, hey, let's, let's start over again. And we'll start fighting everybody for a second time around. Sure. Now, Jessica, maybe you can help me out. Because there's this girl that I, who I think is cute, and she's a female fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I don't find you cute, but uh, that lives in the same state as me. Um, and she, uh, she said that a lot of guys that go out with her, they either want to be like, they either become a total bitch where they try nothing because they're too respectful or they just want to have sex with her. Like, there's, that she has a tough time because... And I'm, I'm taking this girl out in the next couple of days. Now, when should I try something on her? Not the first day. Really? You'll have a better, you'll have a better chance. You'll have a better chance. Um, you'll have a better chance of getting it later on if you just kind of let her feel like she's in control. But I don't want her to think I'm a, I'm a big pussy. I, I, don't, I, I want her to know that like, I find her attractive and I have a mm-hmm. boner and stuff. Like, like what, what exactly? I mean. Compliment her. Compliment her. She's beautiful. You know, first, maybe at the beginning of the day, be like, wow, you look really beautiful. And later on, be like, wow, I was just sitting at dinner or whatever. And be like, wow, you're, you know, your makeup looks really nice. I, I meant to mention that. And then start picking up the little things, and she's just going to eat your words up. She was like, oh, my God, I went out with this guy, and he was so nice. He complimented my hair and my makeup. <laughs> so, Adam, how was your, your, like, your dating situation? I'm just curious. Oh, like, right now? Yeah, well, I was, uh, you know, I had a girlfriend for, like, three years, and uh-huh. then that, she, she, she moved out. And then since then, I was dating a girl who had a child uh, who, who actually liked the kid better than me, uh, better than her. Uh, and then that didn't work. And then I was, I was sort of, like, Messing around with this girl who might be an adult film star. I'm not going to 
just say that. And then that didn't seem to. I, she had to go back to work, mm-hmm. and that that was kind of disgusting. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to follow Mandingo. Mm-hmm. So, so that that didn't. So now I'm sort of seeing that now I have a date coming up with this girl who's a fighter, uh, who hopefully doesn't listen to what I just said. And, and uh, but I, I think it's gonna be fun, you know, because like I have I have stuff in common with her. I mean, not yeah. fighting, but we both. I, I enjoy watching fighting, and mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm going to take your advice. Now, the problem, though, that I'm real worried about is that what if I don't try anything the first night, and then it doesn't go anywhere, and then, and then she doesn't want to hang out the second night? Then I kind of just blew if it. it doesn't, if it doesn't go anywhere in the first night or then say, then you go for your second date, and she's, you know, really likes you, and you want to go out again, or she's, you know, acting like she really likes you, then, then you know she's into you. Then you know that you actually have a better chance of it being steady. If not, then... She'll let you know. Girls are good about letting you know in their first. Now, are you the aggressive type when it comes to men? Like, do you say, look, I want it now, give it to me, or do you wait for the guy to, to, to move in? I don't know, man. Well, I, I don't know. There's only been one person that I ever was like, wow, I really want to date that guy. But other than that, like, there was only, no, there's never really been like that. I'm, I'm definitely not the aggressor like that. That's why I'm so single. I mean, believe me, if I, if I, if I decide to go on a date with every single fan or, you know, gentleman that sent me a, a creepy picture because of the interview, then I'd be, I'd be right on my way, but that's how I am. Well, I don't know. I, I wish you lived closer, right? I mean, Jake, you, you, you would take this girl out, wouldn't you? Of course. So, uh, oh, you, I mean, honestly, who wouldn't? I think you and Ellenberger are, are a good match. Jessica I and Jake Ellenberger. That's uh. The evil eye and the juggernaut. Well, I apologize for this, this awkward <laughs> silence right now, but it's no. Nice, I, it's honestly, nice I want you. a double date with the girl that I'm dating. We'll we'll, we'll all go out. We'll we'll hang out. All right, Jake. Look, look at I'm that. A, I'm up. I'm up for a date. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm up for a date. I, I will. I will do that. Do you like guys with like butt chins or no? <laughs> no, not really. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's it's not like a Uriah butt chin. It's it's sort of like a it's like a half butt chin. It's like you could. Thank God. <laughs> Not a good-looking man. <laughs> wow. Okay, so what... All right, top three fighters that you find hot. Jessica I, go. Roger Huerta. Wow. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see. Uh, oh, man, oh, man. I'm having a hard time with this. I don't like being on the spot. Um, I definitely think Gustafson is, um, is good-looking. Who? And... Oh, Gustafson? Gustafson? Really? Yeah, I think, that you, know yeah, you know what? I think yes, I do. I don't know why, but I do. I think he's just got that kind of that look to him. What, that, and that... the third person would probably be, um, I don't know. Bruce Buffer. That's a good question. Who? Bruce Buffer. <laughs> no. Little Nog. Little Nog. <laughs> no. Big, no. Bigfoot. Not seven? at all. Mm. No. 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 Bigfoot. Greg Jackson. No Bigfoot. No, uh, no, no, God, no. Uh, I don't even know who else is really like. Uh, I would that I'm always like, yeah, I like watching him fight because it's cute. Keith Jardine. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, all right. Well, come on, give me some good ones. Give me uh, some, I mean, really, th- those two Ariel, are my. I, I guess Hawani. that's what I like. Because all the other fighters, like, I think Jose Aldo's a great fighter, but I definitely don't. I'm not like, oh man, Jose Aldo's the cutest man I've ever seen. Oh, I know Pettis, Anthony Pettis. Girls like mm-hmm. him. Yes, she is. There you go. Third person, Anthony Pettis. Yeah, I knew you were going to mm-hmm. say that. Roger Ware is my number one, two, good mm-hmm. three, Anthony Pettis. Wow. Mm-hmm. Those are my top three. Whatever also. happened to Roger Huerta? 
Roger Huerta. Yeah. Uh, I think he. Uh, I think there was a girl that was stalking him on the internet, and then uh-huh. she like captured him, and this girl, Michelle something, she like kidnapped him, and he never came back. Uh, he 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 recently. This girl, this crazy girl, Michelle something on the. Uh, like kidnapped. I don't. I don't know. I, he ended up losing the war machine like about a year ago. Oh, okay. And and Phil Baroni was the commentator. This is a true story. Phil Baroni is the commentator. War machine versus Huerta. And Baroni goes to the bathroom during the fight, forgets the microphone on, and goes, "Yo, I think this ring girl wants to bang me." And you no. can hear and you can hear it over the thing. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What show is this, buddy? It, it was like some, I, I don't know, it was like RFA, I don't know, RFA. It was one of those, like, okay. you know, but yeah, Phil, and then I asked Phil, that, Phil about that story, and he's like, that could have happened, yeah, that could have happened. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. remember that happening. I wish I was there. Oh, uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> well, well, hey, listen, sorry about your father. I'm sure he will kick cancer's ass. Uh, I'm sure you will keep kicking ass. Um, so for the people listening, stop sending Jessica dick pics. It's, it's not going to work. <laughs> So, and then girls was, girls was sending you boob shots too, right? No, but I have had a couple hit on me before, so I, I think, a couple can you blame them? I, I can't blame them. I, 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 I hey, really quick, who, if you could pick who your next fight would be, who would you want to fight? Alexis Davis. I'm sorry, we already covered that. Alexis right. Davis. He, he was uh, still focused. Yeah. I was no. I'm sorry, I was in the bathroom when you guys. When yes. You guys, yeah. Yes. Sorry about that. So, what's the website for your the fundraiser for your dad? Um, it's on my Twitter, but you can also go go to gofundme.com um, and backslash Randy I, and you'll be able to go there and donate to the page. Okay. And it'll be up until late February. Nice. Well, well, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I'm a big fan. You're you're adorable, and you can thank kick you. ass. You can kick ass, which is quite a combination. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake, awesome. Jake just uh, recently went out with a girl who was a fighter and a model, and. Uh, it was crazy, uh, according to Mark. Ooh. So yeah, but it didn't it didn't it didn't go very well. So uh oh, I'm sorry. Yes. So you you guys are, you guys are a very strange breed, but um, yeah. but we are, aren't we? Absolutely. So take care and good luck with everything. And uh, I'd love to have you back on the show. And uh, take care, Jessica. Awesome. Well, I'll definitely keep you posted as soon as I know something. Definitely in the next couple of weeks, I'll know about my next fight. So I'll keep you guys posted. Thank you. Thanks for being Great. on. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. Bye. Bye. She's cute. She's cute. She's a sweetheart. Jake. Oh yeah. No, I've, I've actually I've I've heard her. I've never met her before, but yeah, no, she she was awesome. What, would you date another fighter or no? Mmm. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't, it's it, like you said. It's definitely a strange breed, but potentially. I'm not. I'm not. The, the door's not shut. Yeah. Um. But it. <laughs> Well, who do you think's crazier, women fighters or porn stars? Uh, who do you think is the crazier group of people? And by the way, uh, people that are on Twitter, tweet us mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. let us know who is crazier, female fighters or female porn stars. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I have no answer. I, I, it's- Jake Ellenberger. What's up, man? What's happening? So uh, before your, uh, your last fight, you trained over at the Mayweather Gym. I did a little bit, yeah. I did in Vegas. Um, did you see Floyd at all? Or? Um, I, you know, I saw him once. He was kind of, you know, you don't, well, usually when he comes in, they close the gym, and it's you know, not open to the public. But, uh, and when he comes in, there's usually like 30 or 40 guys with him. He comes in with an entourage. <laughs> but uh, no, I usually try to get out of there before, before he comes around, though. So you're training with uh, King Mo over there? Yeah, King Mo, Roy Nelson's there. Um, 
when, when I was there and you know, working with uh, Jeff Mayweather. So did you uh, actually did you spar with Nelson? Not with him, no. I did with Mo though. Mm-hmm. Now what's uh, now what's the deal with King? Because everyone when King Mo came out was like he was you know compl- so highly touted mm-hmm. as the next big thing. And, you know, with his wrestling pedigree and his, his natural talent, I used to go over to Justin Fortune's gym, and he was there a couple times, and he, um, you know, he, he's one of these guys that, like, has so much talent. But what do you think has been going wrong with King Mo? You know, I don't know, to be honest. He's a, you know, he's, he's an unbelievable athlete. One of, the, one of the best wrestlers in the sport, I would say. Um, but I don't know. I mean, he's, he's been... He's just been a little bit inconsistent. I mean, the timing's a little, little bit off, but I, you know, and who knows? There's always different variables that that could be affecting somebody. But I'm not really sure, to be honest. Do you think it's injury, or, or do you think it's like he's one of the guys that, like, and when you know, he's just sort of not a gamer as of late, where he's not fighting in as much, you know, to his potential in the mm-hmm. actual fight. Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of things. I mean, you could say him strictly training at a boxing gym too could could have something to do with it. I, you know, I, I don't really know. Um, and, and there's always he could have an off night. He could have a you know. But yeah, it's it's, it's not clicking right now for him. But you know, and I would like to see him fight a little more often than he is. You know. I mean, is, is, so. that, is that surprising to you? Like, is it surprising when to train with people and then when you see them out there, you're like, what happened to that guy that I was training with? Does that? Yeah. Well, people say that about me all the time too. They're like, what you know? About you? Yeah. Well, especially my last fight with Rory, which, you know, is is warranted. I understand. But, um, and that's the thing too is. is a lot of guys, they don't have anything to fear in the gym, so they're going to go, they're going to, you know, really live up to their, their potential, and it's, it's completely different under the lights, you know, so it's, 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 it's easy to kind of, I don't know, I guess kind of bring yourself down a little bit or be a little more um, methodical, a little more timid. Well, I know when we had what's-his-name on, um, Gerald Harris said that he thinks that one of the issues is that guys are so afraid of getting cut that they don't fight to win when they get out there. They fight to win when they get out there, but they don't cut, fight like, to really... Like, no, like cut, cut from the UFC. Oh, like if the they're UFC. afraid to lose. Sure. So a lot of times guys are fighting to... Because they're, they're fighting scared to lose yeah. versus he'd say they were better off if they had contracts before the fight. Like a guaranteed mm-hmm. three-fight contract, win or lose, mm-hmm. guys would actually fight better. For sure. I think, I mean, there's so much you could add to that, like the, the whole feel, fear of failure. But, um, you know, I've always been really obsessed with the, the kind of the sports psychology about it. You know, I studied psychology in college and I've worked with a couple of different sports psychologists. But uh, it, it, there's nothing more, I mean, more intimidating, more real, you know, nervousness. There's so many things that go into a fight because um, I was with somebody who was watching me train the other day and he was like, I don't know how, you know, you can translate that inside the octagon when you have somebody who's throwing 100% power at you and at the same time you're you're doing the same to him so it's like it's the whole mind game but it, in fighting it is it is so psychological but you know there's there, like I, I would I would agree that you know the whole fear of of, of getting cut or, or losing it, it, it some people pay, pay way too much attention to that and it's like you're only you're only hurting yourself you know right mm-hmm. right 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 now um other thing I want to talk to you about now some of the guys that you've You've lost to, um, you know, Campman, uh, Rory, Condit. Are you thinking about, do you sometimes, like, does that still bother you? Have you let it go? Do you want to rematch with those guys? Is there, like, a, oh, man, I freaking, like, when, that, when like, you watch some fight, do you still get that, that, oh, like, if I could only get that guy back? Yeah, you know, for sure. I think just being a, just being a competitor, and, and uh, it's hard not to. Um, the, the fights that really 
bother me. I mean, the, the, the fights that keep me up at night are the ones that you're like, you didn't fight to your potential. Like the one with Rory. That, you know, that fight really bothers me. And it's not really like, oh, I hate this guy and I want to see him lose. It's not, you know, it's never really the case even with Campman and, and the Condit. But um, it's just like, you know, I know my potential. You know, I know, I know what I can do. And it's like when you're only like 60% or 70 and it's like. Were you hurt at all? It seemed like you didn't get hurt at all. But mm. he just outlanded more punching, more punch than you, but you didn't actually walk away injured. Whereas the campman, mm -hmm. like he actually rocked you. Mm -hmm. Would you rather lose a fight like that or lose a fight to, you, know, you don't want to lose a fight at all, but yeah. if you had to choose which way to lose. Jeez, uh, that's, that's a tough question. I mean, respectfully and, and for my ego and pride, I would probably say <laughs> getting knocked out. But, really? Uh, I think it'd be well, the other way because you didn't get hurt. Well, no, exactly. From me, when I'm thinking like, logically and more long term yeah i would rather you lose a decision not get knocked out but it's like it's, it's same with the whole you know the entertainment part of the sport um you know in in the the conversation i had with dana white after the, the rory fight and just what did dana say to you uh well <laughs> the first the first few uh 20 minutes were just him him, him using some words he was not real pleased really with the fight. yeah but so you, you lost the fight. He came in, like, he was like, what the fuck? Well, we ended up having a conversation over the phone um, about midnight. and uh, Midnight that night? That night, yeah. That night, Dana calls you up. Mm -hmm. Are you allowed to talk about this or you don't want to talk no, about it? No, for okay. sure. For so that, sure. then he calls you up and he says, what the, mm -hmm. fuck, what the fuck was that? Well, like, you know, he was, he was so, um, you know, so excited about the fight, you know, the, 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 the way we were talking. And really, I was, the way this, this fight was built, it was just... It didn't live up to what you know the expectations, which which I agree, I can understand that. Um, and it's just one of those, you know, you have a bad night, you have an off night, um, and I could tell. I, I I hate it when I start warming up, and you, you can tell something's off. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's if that's with everybody, but for me, I can tell. So you know, when Dana's cursing you out that night, right? Was he cursing you out or just? Oh yeah, cursing? no, there was. Yeah, he was like. <laughs> it was now was it, was there a part of you that was like, look, I just went in there and fought. I mean, come on, like. Yeah, I mean, there there were some other things that were that were kind of nagging, some some things that were that definitely played a role into into how that fight took place. But you know, I I understood, and we ended up talking on the phone for like an hour. And uh, really, yeah, Dana's, you know, he was cool. Like at the end of the, you know, at the were end you texting penis pics back and forth and be like, hey, can you send this to uh, Jessica? I <laughs> <laughs> no, not no, it wasn't, it wasn't those. No, but that's uh -oh. pretty cool. I mean, that's I mean, it's like David Stern in the NBA that doesn't call LeBron James or Kobe after he loses and says, hey man, what happened? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. kind of so the part of you has to feel like, well, this guy really cares. Sure, it's his product. But a part of you aren't you feeling bad enough as it is? I mean, well, you know, it, it does. It, I hate you know losing sucks and I hate it. There's no there's no way around that. You got to deal with it and, and it's just part of the competition. But you know, the first part of the conversation with Dana was like you know listen this fight was this fight was bigger than the main event the people didn't really and he, he even said that he's like listen this this overshadowed the main event you know people were were so looking forward to this fight and it was just not to what obviously expectations um but by the end of the conversation he was cool he was like you know what don't let this eat you up because um you know just let it go get back in the gym get healthy and you know that was a part of you in that fight it seemed like maybe you were trying too hard like there was like I know sometimes I'm doing comedy and a joke doesn't work or like the first ten jokes don't work, but I'm really trying to impress somebody in the crowd. Yeah. And the harder I try, the more it doesn't work because I'm not relaxed and I'm not really letting myself go and I'm not living in the moment. And then I start getting my own head. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna bomb this or I'm gonna. Does that sometimes get into your head in the fight? Was that? 
You start yeah. overthinking everything? No, it, that that's pretty normal. I mean, you, you tend to think about things way too much. Um, and, and I do. I really do. It's like if I start thinking about what he's going to do, it's it's a very defensive way to think. You know what I mean? i got to think about offense, what I'm going to do, what i got to do to win the fight. And uh, anytime you start to doubt, or not necessarily doubt, but you start to think too much, then, you you know, you get timid. You're not You're not – flowing you know what i mean like you should so i and i I gave him a little too much respect and uh you know it it is what it is though it was unfortunate but we're moving forward so yeah Mm -hmm. i mean it's 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 crazy hearing your perspective man (laughs) i i know one thing i've I've wanted to ask you about is you know obviously when you're doing a show and in in your and you know some of your jokes aren't for everybody (laughs) but like you know sometimes you'll have a couple that you know you don't hear anything or or crickets and then a couple that just people are like dying like yeah how do you transition from like you know one to the other uh it depends i mean you know i I go through phases like when i first started doing comedy I, i was like okay i'm the comic that has to make a really deep point so I want everyone to feel bad for and talk and then I started like I'm gonna be the offensive comedian and just offend everybody and I didn't care and then it was like all right I gotta be the depends on what's at stake mm-hmm. there are certain people that are never gonna like me for and sure. no matter what I do in any even with MMA fans like you know I, I could go out there and I could give it my best shot I go out I write text from last fight I, I write these jokes I write this I have MMA roasted I have podcasts mm-hmm. No matter what I do, people are never going to like me. And the quicker I can come to terms with that, the happier I will be. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing I can do to change Listen, And then there are people out there that, like, thank me. And that they're going to love it. And then the more that I play to those people, mm-hmm. the better. Because if you look through the history of time, every time that a, a fighter, or that's what I was trying to tell Bobby Green, was that, you know, he seems to be too worried about what everyone thinks about him. Like, mm-hmm. oh, everyone says you're too cocky or, or everyone says you hit him below the belt. So he's like, all right, I'll just put my hands down. And I'm like, dude, you know, or I'm all about, I want an exciting fight. And then to me, it's like, I, I can't please everybody. For and sure. every time a comedian, look at like Dice Clay. Andrew Dice Clay was the most biggest comic in the world at one point, but he was offensive and people were really, they said he was homophobic and women didn't like him. Mm-hmm. So he, he felt really terrible. So he's like, all right, I'm going to do an album to please the ladies. And then you lose your, he lost his whole base, was, deserted him. He said, F- this guy. This guy, now he's trying to, uh, so the, the, those, people, those people that he was trying to pander to didn't like him anyway. They're never going to like you. Yeah. Same with Dane Cook. Dane Cook had this like pop star thing to him where the women liked him and the college kids liked him. Mm-hmm. But all the alternative comics hated him. They, like the Zach Galifianakis, this guy sucks, and, and all these guys, the Mark Marins and the Louis C.K.'s. So he, instead of just saying, you know what, forget it, he came out with a really dark album to try to please those people, and the, the pop stars, the pop kids deserted him, and the, the dark alternative comics never liked him anyway. It's like, mm-hmm. so the, the quicker that I've come to the realization that like, I can't please everybody, yeah. and all I could do is do my best. Sure. Whatever that is, it's that. Then I'm actually going to be in a good place in my life. If mm-hmm. I could just, I just have to try my hardest. And there are people that like it. I mean, I have more. The good news about like the MMA roasted account and what I do is that the people that seem to like me are the people that like train, or the people that you know fighters. Yeah. I mean, fighters are like, dude, you make me laugh all day long. People that actually work hard. It's like the people that just sit at home complaining are always going to complain. For sure. And it seems that even with, like, that's why I was talking to Connor about is it hard because it seems with fight fans who, are, who are, 
you know, I, I'll talk to a fight fan forever. I, I love fighting, and people, they come to me, oh, you want, when I was a kid, when I was in third grade, I used to stay out every day and watch the fights after school. Mm-hmm. I, I literally, my backpack, and watch the kids <laughs> fight each other. I was a fight fan at third grade. Yeah. And then I got into a fight, and I thought I lost, and I went home crying, and it turned out that I actually won. But, um... <laughs> True story. I was winning the fight, and then he was a big bully, and then I'm like, oh my god, uh, I shouldn't be winning this fight, and I got up and like, all right, fight's over, and then the kid kicked me in my ass as I was walking away, and I thought, then I thought that was a loss, so I cried, and went home, my dad hugged me, and then I came back, and I found out that I won the fight, so I was actually happy again. But, oh, that's awesome. But, uh... I forgot why I got off this tangent, but it's like there, there are people that are going to complain about everything, especially with, you know, oh. as a fighter. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at, mm-hmm. look at Randy Couture. Like three years ago, yeah. Randy Couture at the MMA Awards, it was like, Randy Couture, Randy, everybody, I love Randy. And then Randy gets to do a, a, a beef with Dana White and sort of like becomes, and now people are just like, no one cares about, seems to really praise Randy like, like, like they used to. They still mm-hmm. like Randy Couture, but Rampage, another guy. I mean, five years ago, oh, yeah. you know, or there are certain guys out there that hmm. like when they're on top, everyone loves you. And then when you mm-hmm. lose, they just seem to forget. I mean, the Gina Caranos or the, you know, look at, like she talked about Roger Huerta. And you're like, what mm. happened to Roger? Roger Huerta was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, you know? Yeah. And that, that's why it's, I think, so important as a, a fighter mm-hmm. to, to not get caught up in oh, I know. what other people think. I know. And it's, it's, it's funny because it's so easy to, and I think too many people pay attention to things they don't need to pay attention to. I mean, Roger Huerta's a perfect example. I mean, he was, I think he was fighting... One of the when I went to Minneapolis for for a UFC before I was in the UFC and he, I think he was fighting Clay Guida. Uh, yes, I forgot who it was somebody, but he he looked great. Like he was at the top of his game, like number one contender in the UFC. Like had all of this going for him. But I mean, obviously things can change all the time. But it just depends on you know what you're putting your energy into. It's like if some people are always going to be pessimistic and say you know and not look at not look at the the glass is half full. It's like they're they're not going to change. They're always yeah. Gonna be like that. So. No, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty, uh, it's a fickle fan base, you know, and it's uh, personally, like, that's why with this show, I like, I like to get people on that are not even in the UFC anymore, even, you know, guys like Grizel or, mm-hmm. you know, Connor or, or, you know, Sean McCorkle and, you know, guys that, because to me, it's like, it, you can't stay at the top forever. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, the, that's the truth of the matter, For you know, sure. and I like to know what, I mean, what's his name, just ask, uh, added me on Twitter, uh, the guy who titties from the Ultimate Fighter, who's uh, Rampage always called titties. Uh, <laughs> was uh, Schoonover? I think his name Daryl Schoonover. And I was like, man, whatever happened to that guy? I used to watch that guy every week. And yeah. you're like, and then look, he's like 400 followers. You know, it's like Jesus. But I would like to get him on because I want to know what, what happened with Daryl Schoonover. Sure. So we're gonna talk about some some fights coming up. Um, I'd love to get your prediction on these. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Travis Brown versus Josh Barnett. Wow, I'm looking forward to that fight. Um, I think Barnett, man, he's 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 pretty underrated. I think. I think you know he's he he had a tough fight with Cormier, but um, I mean he he's one of the pioneers. I mean he's been fighting for 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 a long time. But uh, if, if the fight goes to the ground, I see him winning. I, Have you trained with Barnett? Uh, I haven't. No, he I and I've heard he's not very fun to train with either. But <laughs> Why? <laughs> just some of the guys that I've heard have trained with him. They've, they've that he's hurt. You know, they, I think Munoz is actually telling me a story. He he had. He was at one of his training sessions, and, and he had hurt, like, three guys in a row. And they were like, hey, Munoz. And he was like, yeah, right. I'm not going in there. He, like, he was, like, you know, yanking on. Wait, wait, it's like 280 or something. Yeah. I mean, he's a huge guy. Yeah, I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even begin to try to yeah. think about training with him, no. Um, now, Chris Lieben versus Uriah Hall. 
Uh, you train with Uriah Hall, correct? Yeah, well, I've trained with both of them, actually. I used to live with Chris Lieben. I don't know if you knew that. When I, no. When I, I, I spent a small amount of time. I lived in uh, Portland, Oregon when I trained at Team Quest. That's actually when I first met Chael and uh, Matt Lindland and a lot of the guys <clears throat> from Team Quest. And I lived with, with Chris Lieben for about six months. And what that was, was that like? The, was the craziest six months of, of my life, probably. But Why? What, what was that just, like? His lifestyle, it, 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 was, it was just kind of insane. Parties and strippers and drugs? Yeah. And- yeah. Well, I mean, just like, it's like, there's, you know, I, I would go to bed at, at, a, at a normal normal time. You know, I got to train in the morning. And, and he would go out, but he would still train. Like, that's one thing. I was like, dude, this guy, he didn't miss training. And I'm like, I don't know how you do that. Like, you go out all night. Three, what would he do? With, like, I mean, he's... Banging. Oh, who who knows? I mean, I yeah, I, <laughs> I when he, he would have some parties at, at, at the place, but uh, for sure he'd be all night. And he'd, he'd come to train the next day, and I'm like, how are you still walking right now? Yeah, and um, you know they say a lot of the, even a guy uh, Evan Tanner he used to come to the gym drunk. He used to train drunk. You would and, smell the alcohol oh, in him. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's a true story. Wow. <laughs> So Lee, then Uriah Hall training with him over at Rain. Yeah, great, great fight. Um, Uriah Hall is he is one of the most athletic guys I've ever trained with. Um, so much potential. This he could he could definitely be a, a champ. In so you in see him sport. beating Chris Lieben. Um, that's gonna be a good fight. It really is. Chris I know is, one guy was your roommate, but you have to make. Come on. Yeah, no, like, no, I like him. But I train with Uriah. You know. Um, no, I, I would, I would, I'd probably lean towards Uriah. But Chris is an extremely mentally strong guy. Now, does, does Uriah break at all in training? Because it seems like sometimes in his fights he's a little too nice or he sometimes, mm-hmm. like, doesn't – does he ever break in training? Mm, you know, he, he's – he's been a little inconsistent, but he's, he's, he's been getting a lot better. I mean, he's definitely he's – definitely How's his wrestling? Better. It's grown a lot since he first started – came out to here to California. Right. Yeah, it's gotten a lot better. But I don't think he's going to be wrestling in this fight. <laughs> so a guy that you helped uh, coach uh, on the Ultimate Fighter with Mayhem, Diego Brandano, right? Wasn't that one of the guys that you helped? Was that your year? He was. I think he was on Bisbing's team. Though. He was on Bisbing's team. Mm-hmm. He's fighting Dustin Poirier. Mm-hmm. Uh, should be a great fight. Dustin Poirier um, is coming off a win. He seems to – I thought he was going to beat the Korean zombie. The zombie beat him, mm-hmm. which, was, which was pretty crazy. Uh, who do you think takes this fight? Was that the crazy uh... – the submission that no no that was uh no no that was a zombie yeah, against um miguel torres uh, not miguel torres uh the guy that had the ranch with cerrone what's his name um uh leonard garcia okay leonard garcia was the guy uh that he had the crazy submission over um the twister mm. but uh diego brandano's taking on poirier mm-hmm. you like hmm i'm gonna go with with diego diego mm-hmm. i i think so too he's, mm-hmm. he's won his last three fights you know, I think Poirier's a, a little inc- inconsistent, mm-hmm. uh, great fighter, but inconsistent. Jim Miller versus uh, Fabrizio Camos. Do you know those guys? Yeah, Camos. He's been training with uh, with Rafael at Kings at Huntington Beach, but um, and I've trained him a little bit there. How is he? Uh, he's good. He's solid. Um, you, you can tell just the the, the confidence. How much you know over the few a few weeks that he's he's been there. Could yeah, have to be Jim there. Miller. That's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good fight for sure. I, and I hate this. I hate playing the fence. I'm not. I don't mean to be that. You're guy. You're like a politician. What, are so are you many, running for mayor? No, and, <laughs> what's going on there's here? There's so many good matchups though. Uh, I'm gonna go with Coleman though. Okay, but is that because you train with him? Oh, no, he he definitely has the potential to beat Jim. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, Jim Miller uh, seems to be on the on the, 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 the decline a little bit. Um, 
I couldn't believe that when Nate Diaz walked into Jersey and beat him, that was wow. that was one of the craziest fights. That was, I mean, that was amazing. Um, but you know, Miller is a tough, rugged dude. Mm-hmm. I'm picking Jim Miller for this fight. Mm-hmm. I'm picking Jim Miller. I'm taking. Uh, and by the way, I'm picking Hall over Levin. Uh, so another guy you train with, um, Seer Bahuzara, right? Seer. Oh, Seer, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's taking on John Howard, a guy you fought in the IF, IFL. I love this fight. Right? You fought John this. Howard in the I IFL? Did. No, I, I fought uh, John Howard in the UFC. In the in UFC San, you fought John yeah, Howard? Yeah, when he fought at welterweight in San Diego. Mm-hmm. So who wins this fight? I'm going to go with Howard. I think This he, is your training partner. When they, with Ciari, he, he trained a small amount of time at rain. That was, I don't know. I think he's in Florida now. But Yes. Blue's no, very, very, yeah, very solid guy. Um, Howard, I think, man, I was even when he fought Uriah, I was like, don't sleep on Howard. He's he's a tough guy. He, I think he had five in a row when he fought. Um, yeah, Uriah. He also broke the nose of the Boston bomber. Weird fact. Wow. He trained with the Boston bomber and broke his nose. Really, I didn't yes. know that. But no, he, I think he is un, he is underrated. I'm gonna go with with Howard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Howard, that's I, I'm going with Seer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Howard. I I mean I, I don't know if you could take Seer's Seer's power mm-hmm. but Sears his he's coming off a loss Sears to uh, Dong Young Kim oh, that's right who just grounded grinded him out um just grinded him out grounded him out I don't know what the proper terminology is mm. all right Manny Gambarian versus Dennis Seaver Gambarian and Sears the Manville versus the guy from Die Hard uh, <laughs> the guy from Die Hard that's, that's exactly who he looks like though. yes that's true Manny I'm gonna go with Manny Manny mm-hmm yeah, Manny. I mean, Manny looked great against. Well, he beat Cole Miller. I thought Cole won that fight. It was uh, that was that was a weird fight. Um, but Manny's tough. I see him train every every week over at a Gokor, and the guy the guy's an animal. He truly uh-huh. is a little machine. Oh, he looks like it. Yeah, uh, Dennis Seaver though, tough dude. But super tough. I couldn't man. believe I he surprised. lost to Cub Swanson. That was that fight was was it surprised me too because you you know. You know, see their style, and he's he's like hard guy to hurt, and and, and Cub was kind of picking him picking him up hard. Yeah, that was that was shocking. Mm-hmm. And when Seaver beat Nam Fan, that was uh, he just beat up Nam Fan. That, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Uh, but yeah, so I'm picking Manny. You're picking Manny. Mm-hmm. All right, Michael Johnson versus Gleason Tebow. Gleason. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Mm, I think the the experience factor. Mm-hmm. Johnson's on a tear. Uh, the Black Zanes have been good for him. It's weird when guys call into the show. I automatically root for them. That's the that's the issue. It's hard to root for someone who's calls in the show. But Gleason Tibau looks like he cuts eighty pounds. I mean, that he might be the biggest guy he, in the UFC. And he does. I actually heard from a from a close friend of his that he cuts like 30, 30 pounds for a fight. Week of. Yeah, like like. Well, I think it's a couple weeks, but still an insane amount of weight. What's the most you ever cut? The most. Um, I think I did. I did eighteen in like. A day and a half. 18 pounds in a day and a half? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Miserable. <laughs> Did you have uh, the, the tube? The, An IV? The IV? Yeah. Thank wow. God afterwards. Mm-hmm. Well, now what fight? What was that for? What fight? Uh, for Bodog. For who were you fighting? Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Light, actually. Zach Light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's funny because that's exactly, you exactly weren't light. You were actually 18 pounds heavier <laughs> uh, when you fought him. Now, all right. So those are Ellenberger's picks. Let's see if you agree with them or not. Uh, make sure you tweet us. Let us know. Uh, finally, Hendricks versus Lawler. Who do you like? 
Obviously, they're not fighting, you know, next week, but they are fighting each other. Yeah, no, it's it's a great fight. It's a great fight for the, for the fans. Um, I'm gonna go with Hendricks. He's uh, he he's just a little more well rounded. He's he he's got that that wrestler mentality, and I don't know if uh, I think he can you know he can go five rounds. He showed that with GSP, and um, I think he'll. Who do you think won that fight? I thought GSP did. Really? I got a lot of people that sent me hate messages for that. <laughs> It was like right after the fight, I was getting interviewed at the UFC by all these people. They're like, who'd you tell you? And they thought I was, they looked at me like I had three heads. Like, and I was like, well, go back and watch it round by round. And I mean, you can't judge a fight by just by how somebody looks, you know what right. I mean? So I had GSP. Again, I was, I was sitting close. It wasn't the best view, but you know what I mean? And I, I should go back and watch it. Have you trained with GSP? Uh, no, I haven't actually. Or Hendricks? Mm-mm. No. No, neither. I thought Hendricks won that fight, but mm-hmm. I could see. Mm-hmm. I, I think it should have been a draw. I think it, yeah. it would have been a good draw fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see without Rogan talking how people would be more swayed the other way. You, you were at yeah. the fight? Yeah, I was. So you didn't hear Rogan talking? No. Huh? Okay, so that, that makes was more sense. Was he really talking up? Yeah, he was basically saying they thought Hendricks won. Well, no. I mean, if you, and to, to Johnny's credit, if you look at all of GSP's fights, um, you know, no one's done to GSP what Hendricks did. So it's. You could, you know, and it was a close enough fight to where it wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, what a robbery, you know. It could have gone either way. Right. Mm-hmm. And then finally, uh, if you had to sleep with Tate or Rousey, and you had to oh pick one girl, who would you pick and why? Oh my gosh. And why? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hmm. I don't know if I can answer this question. Oh, wow. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go with Rousey. I know we had Tate on the show, and I think she might have a better butt. Oh, she does have a better butt than Rousey. Uh, uh, I, think, I think Rousey w- would just be crazier. And uh, I think that she would definitely, not that Tate is, it wouldn't be a little nuts, but I think mm-hmm. she'd be more high maintenance than Rousey. Mm-hmm. Rousey looks like she'd just be an animal. Uh, it's she all would, business. She would just have sex with you and then give you the finger. You know, and that's that's hot to me. That's what I want. I want someone to throw me out of the room afterwards yeah. and, and tell me to go to go screw myself. Yourself, yeah. yeah, I think that would be a good mm-hmm. a good thing. So uh, anyway, that is our podcast. Uh, we're wrapping it up. I uh, hope you have a great holiday. Really quick, quick yes. question. Last one. Is it true about the Phil Baroni Hendricks training? I've yes. heard that story. Yes, that we, we verified it from both Phil Baroni and Johnny Hendricks. Uh, if you didn't hear the story... What happened was Randy forgot to tell the guys over at Extreme Couture that, America, that, uh, that uh, the guys over at Team Takedown were coming in. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the guys at Extreme Couture, which was uh, Martin Kempman and Jay Haran and Baroni mm-hmm. and uh, well, I think Evan, Evan, Evan uh, Dunham, thought their gym was being invaded by... <laughs> by uh, team Takedown. T- team Takedown, team which Dojo was C.B. Dalloway and Bader mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Hendricks. And then they go, they go, okay, let's spar. And then all of a sudden, according to Baroni and Hendricks, mm-hmm. uh, Hendricks didn't know how to fight really that well and was tagging Baroni. And Baroni just like laid him out one punch, knocked him out. Hendricks woke up the next day. So that is, that is true. Wow. True story. True story. Uh, please... Follow us on MMA Roasted on Twitter. Ellenberger, where should people follow you? Ellenberger MMA on Twitter. Ellenberger MMA on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you guys so much. And uh, I hope you guys have a great holiday.